Hello and welcome to the latest episode of the Team Hive Mind podcast, episode 29. Um, I'm your host, James Denton, and this is where we talk about local worldwide trends in the 40k competitive scene. Uh, we also talk about other aspects of the hobby as well. And now, because of Simone and his deep love for nostalgia, we also yep. sort of get dragged into old world. Um, if yep. you wish to join us, become part of the THM community, head over to our Discord, join us at events, look at our Facebook page. All of that's in the episode description. Getting that down to a fine T of making it way quicker than it used to be. So, no, no, um, no, in this episode, we are going to be looking at the Scottish 40k scene, um, as well as our recent trip to Nottingham GT. Um, as today, we're joined by two of the guys from Reaper Wargaming, Fulvio and David. Welcome, guys. Hi, everyone. Hello. Thank you. Thanks for having us. I'm going to speak That's over Fulvio right. and ruin all of the fun. Well, because <laughs> I'm blessed by Nargo anyway, so I might cough every now and then. Sorry about that. <laughs> That's right. I've already said that we need to put in a uh, danger warning. If I sneeze, um, I'll try and give a warning because people might die. Um, <coughs> also today, yeah. we have, uh, to join me and stop me rambling for 40-odd minutes to myself, we have uh, Simone back with us. Hello, hello, hello. I'm also here to, uh, as soon as you start coughing and hopefully mute your mic, I can pick it up and change topic or stuff like that. So yeah, sounds no, good. No, no. You've got you to talk over it you've got to you know be the more dominant force in the room yeah ain't gonna help right it's the italian right. job yeah that's yeah. true <laughs> that's very true so um as we always do because um we tried it, this helps me actually get any hobby done in between one episode and the next uh, we look at our hobby projects i have actually built two models from the leviathan kits so far um which <laughs> i only did the other day the Brutalis Dreadnought. Yeah, no, finally. It's only been out for like six months. Um, <laughs> but finally got round to the Brutalis Dreadnought, um, which is really easy to build. I'm pretty sure it's like a, you know, built for toddlers kit. It's like oh, nice. so nice to build. Um, yeah, compared to the Redemptor Dreadnought, which is a nightmare with the 400 bits for each leg. Um, is the Brutalis yeah. the T-Rex of uh, Dreadnought? It's the one without arms. This it's like the one there. with the, the last cannon, the missile, yeah. Well, the ah, ballistas. Okay. Yeah, ballistas. Ah, oh, Brutalis is the other one, yeah. Yeah, there ballistas, you thank you. Oh, I don't know. I just opened a box and started building. I <laughs> uh, don't know what they're called. Um, yeah, so I built two of those and built um, the uh, Weird Inquisitor with the dragon. I cannot remember the name of either. Kyria Draxus. Oh, nice. Thank you. So I'll be happy to go along. Because I have no got idea. these guys. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I was clearing out the Imperium magazine subscription, getting rid of bits that I don't need, and I discovered that model, and I was like, oh, that'd be fun to build. Oh, nice. Simone, other so, than the entire of Old World. Yep. Uh, so in the next two hours, I'm going to tell you my hobby time. So basically, I managed to get my, my hands on the uh, Bretonian Old World's box set. And my brain, when I rationalize it, I say, this is an old model. You can see the name, the number on it is like 2003, 1998. But my heart is crying full of joy. I'm 13 again. I, I love it so much. All those nights. I already built all the nights. And then I'm going to start the, all the peasant and stuff. There's so much stuff in the box. There's so much stuff in the box. So... That's been my hobby progress, I would say. And painted some screamers. Finished painting the screamers. So a bit of zinch. So, but yeah, so that's kind of it. Played some games, not many. 
But yeah, how about you, Fulvio? Um, I think the most recent model I managed to finish is Angron, which has been in sub-assembly since they when dropped. Nice. Now, since it's good, I managed to pop it on the table with a quite a basic paint, and it's it's really good fun. I've been trying what it is. I've done three games already. Oh, okay. Good, good fun. And plus, yeah. I painted some very small, small models that baffled Dave because they are <laughs> the Legionis Imperialis ones, oh, and they're like, cool. I, I, they're, they're so weird. Mine obviously are not original. Uh, yeah. Because apparently GW don't sell anything; they're out of stock everywhere. Fair enough. Um, but they're really, really cool. I really enjoyed it because you can do an army in like two days, basically. Yeah. <laughs> Brilliant. And Dave, how about you? It's uh, it's funny. James mentions a ballistic dreadnought. Um, I've literally just finished one this afternoon. Um, <laughs> running a GT in a couple of weeks, and my brother basically borrows all of my Space Marines, and I realised. Right. I realised he sent me a list like, "Can you put this together for me?" And I was like, "Sure." And I looked around the shelf <laughs> and I thought, "That dreadnought's not finished. <clears throat> the storm speeder uh, hammer strike's not done. Or oh, that lieutenant with combi weapon needs painted." I'm like, "Hang on a minute. <laughs> like, it's not even an army I'm going to play, and I'm painting it." <laughs> so, yeah. um, oh, it is. This sounds like a subscription service that you should be doing. You're like. You can borrow my army, but every new model I have to paint costs you a fiver to hire. That's basically what GW do to you, though, except you still have to paint it. <laughs> but if it was a fiver a model, that'd be amazing. I mean, yeah. That's yeah, it, sounds, it sounds like a familiar uh, situation. I've been painting on my brother's model, but yeah, not even borrowing them. He just sent it to me. I build them, paint them, and send them back. So, yeah. <laughs> And then yep. I've been scrambling to build some random bits and pieces to like flesh out some Votan stuff that I've been doing. Um, nice. Built some more bikes, painted some more Terminators. So, you know, why don't you need 30 Votan Terminators ready yeah, to go? Yeah. Oh, nice. That sounds issues, cool. Issues with an army where everything costs one and two points. I mean, no, because yes. the Terminators, 30 points. There you go. Well, that's, no, no, no. That's 900 points in a Votan list. Let's not get carried oh, away. I, I am sorry. I do apologize. But in a Space Marine list, that's 1,500. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but they're toilet. So that's why. That's true. You do pay it's points per inch. Yeah. Um. <laughs> God, that'd be a weird, really amazing way to uh, run the... Because the Vindicare would be quite expensive for the one I've got of him, because he's yeah. a stupid little statue one. So oh, nice player, like, just just completely ripping their hair. Yeah, <laughs> Does that mean like the new Baleo is going to be like 600 points? At yeah. least. <laughs> At least. More expensive than Abaddon. <laughs> it'd be, yeah, it, modelling for advantage would get quite weird, where people just keep trying to make their models shorter. Um Fair enough. Right, let me get my question down. So, Dave, how did you get into the hobby? Um, there's like, there's like the old-fashioned answer, and there's like the new side of it. Like, like a lot of people when they were like ten, eleven, twelve, and um, the Lord of the Rings came out. All right. In the cinema. Yeah, and then obviously Games Workshop started the magazine and then released all the boxes and uh, yeah, I got addicted to that real quick. Um, nice. It was a good gateway drug. Um, yeah. 
my first like introduction though was my cousin had these really old orcs um and some really old space marines i think like second or third edition um but never really like was into it it was like oh that's cool you have that but then the lord of the Rings stuff came in i was like okay no this is this is amazing i have aragon running around i've got legolas running around i've got all these dwarves and stuff and then as you get older you kind of drift away and then um when kill team reappeared like appeared on the scene right five six years ago now a friend of mine was like, oh, we've got this new gateway game to get back into Warhammer. Like, I know you liked it, blah, blah, blah. Here's some, like, Space Marines. Like, just, like, you can play Kill Team quite quickly. I was like, okay, yeah, sure. Like, I'll, why not? I've got nothing else to do. Why not? Mix things up. Try this again. And so I went from, uh, I had, like, half a dozen Space Marines, and then I got the Space Wolves start collecting that back when those boxes right. were cheap and good. Yeah. Um, when you, you got all the bits in them to make a whole bunch of stuff that's actually interesting and creative and even if it wasn't quite um, WYSIWYG you got to do some cool stuff yeah. um, and now I'm at this quite horrendous stage where I've got five, six years later over 30,000 points of Space Marines Oh gosh <laughs> um, So you're telling me basically it's like a drug addiction that one day you went out, a friend of you came around and said, look, we want to try this pill. And all of the sudden, you're a drug addict in a rehab. So it's kind yeah, of it's, the same story. Yeah, it? it's, it's, like, it's like Neo in the Matrix. I took the wrong pill, you know. I, I get, <laughs> I, I'm now in the Matrix, like, <laughs> obsessed with this one job of painting and building well, these that, tiny little men. Oh, nice, nice. Lord of the Rings is a gateway drug. Is the, uh, main that, that, that's the story. That's the summary hmm. of it. How Deep about you? Much. Well, I was normal till, till, <laughs> I, till I was 22, 23. I started pretty late, actually. I remember I played the uh, Dawn of War, the first one, the first video game, like devoured it because I was like into RTS at the time, like uh, Warcraft and, uh, sorry, Starcraft, Warcraft, World of Warcraft or whatever it was called, that was an RPG. And then, and then Dawn of War, I really loved it, but then it didn't really spark anything because I think in my area it wasn't so widespread. You didn't, I didn't know any single person that used to play Warhammer at the time. It was like another universe. So Unknown. yeah, that, exactly. I was normal. <laughs> and then <laughs> I moved in with these two flatmates and they started, they introduced me to Battlefleet Gothic. I think it was 2004 at the time. Right. So I think it was already like old wear. Like old stuff. It was like a game that it was really very enjoyable and tactical, but not not really supported by GW. And right. then I started get a, like into tail end of fifth edition, beginning of sixth. No, sorry, tail end of fourth edition, beginning of of fifth. And then from there, basically exploded again, gateway drive right. and yeah, yeah. into that. I think for me, yeah. it really exploded once I moved in the UK five years ago because okay. uh, I had like one tournament every year more or less uh, and right. then the occasional games at the club but then once i moved here i was like oh my god i can play here it was like amazing let's and go for games it that people play <laughs> ah, yeah, absolutely unbelievable now i'm looking for a new house with a bigger room for my models so <laughs> yeah, yeah that's, that's the level of of of, of the problem quote unquote 
Fair enough. So now I got my favorite question, and then we can close the podcast because that's all I care about. What is your <laughs> least favorite faction food? Uh, why is Tau? I am um, no. Well, it's not. It's not Tau. I'm really surprised. Um, I'm uh, torn. Um, I'm torn between sororitas. Nothing oof, personal, Simone. Oof, nothing personal. The podcast and is done. I know. I know. And close it now. Close it. <laughs> <laughs> an imperial guard mainly because i have ptsd from where i used to play with my pal in italy and he had these two armies and he was pretty like competitive and like into this stuff and i was like i don't know i'll just have berserkers i'll charge them i just don't care <laughs> and I, I used to get like annihilated every single time i remember one time i had like iron warriors and i had two land raider i lost two land raider in a single turn okay that can burn <laughs> that yeah. burns that's fair yeah. enough and they okay, exploded okay. as well. So, yeah, lovely. That's why I okay. think I hate if, yeah, sororitas. There you go. Oh. Sorry. Dave, come on, save the ship. Um, so, officially, like long standing, Tau have to go. But, nice. right now, if you ask me, because obviously we're, we're here, and one of the things we are going to talk about is the Nottingham GT, <laughs> and generally just 10th edition, I'm sure. Uh, if I could get rid of one faction just now because they are my least favourite, it is Eldar. Yeah. Like, okay. Fate Dice. Fate, Fate, Fate Dice might be the worst thing about this game right now. Uh, followed um, in tandem with Fate Dice's best friend, the Incarn. Um, <laughs> if, pe- if, if people thought Wraith Knights were a problem, like, they clearly weren't yeah. playing with the Incarn properly. These guys. <laughs> no. No, they can go in the bin um, along with their pointy-eared friends. So, James, since you are the admin on this podcast, how can you ban Fulvio and just keep Dave? <laughs> I mean, no, in fairness. I'm a, so, I'm a cool know. guy. <laughs> I have, I have a casual 20,000 points of Eldari. You know. uh, fun fact. <laughs> you, want, you want a really fun fact? I haven't played Eldari since they dropped in 10th edition and I have one rate night. Never, yeah. never, never, never left my. I, I tried to protect the ward from this evil, but didn't work. I own three okay. and have not used any of them during tenth. I went to use one, the sword and board guy, and then it was suddenly five hundred points, and I was like, "This guy what doesn't do much for five hundred <laughs> points." So yeah. he sadly is still sat above me watching. Man. Man, people. Yeah. Man, people. I, the biggest thing for me about Eldari is that it's just this one build like you see other factions and they're you know some of them are are solved per se like csm is fairly consistent with what it runs because again people have unlocked the oh it's a 60 percent win rate faction why deviate from the norm and other ones like you know thousand suns only have so many data sheets um and that's the like the thing for me I loved in ninth was running the different aspect warriors and it's like aside from walk spiders and sh- uh, blah, 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 sweeping hawks like and to a lesser extent shadow specters but they're four dwarves so they don't really count um, you just don't see them and they don't function in a fun way um, like banshees similar to incubi like don't do anything anymore <laughs> which is what I think makes me sad so I'm hoping they point the night spinner into oblivion um and then lock the incarn to yanari only 
and then we might see a bit more variety in Eldari. Yeah, hopefully, maybe. Um, and just ban the Wayleaper so they can't afford to fire and fade every turn. We trigger, we trigger Eldari James now. I'm calling for nurse. I know, but <laughs> I love that every time. Every time we mention oh, just... Eldari. Yeah, but again, you, you, you go well, for the faction I've played since I was twelve. Like, yeah, it's well. you know, it's a passion, passion army. Um, yeah, no, and yeah. I'm the bad guy. Well, yeah, I declare enough. exterminatus. Yeah, exactly that. <laughs> Take them out of the game yeah. if they can't. If they can't be balanced, then they're not allowed to be anything. They have to be gone. They have to be like thirty percent win rate, bottom of the barrel. Shoot them twice just to make sure, like double tap them. Yeah. And, that's and basically, there's a few factions like that: Drakari, Imperial Knights slash Chaos Knights, um, Eldari, and Custodes and Tau are either thirty to forty percent win rate armies or sixty something percent plus because they just don't know how to make them work in the game without being busted or awful. <laughs> Yeah, there's there's some really. I think for me, my point of view is that there are some really lazy design choices. Like mm-hmm. Elder, they have all the rules, so your indirect has mortal mm-hmm. wounds and twin linked, which shouldn't go together. Um, yeah. It's just it's just baffling, honestly. It's just mm-hmm. um, yeah. 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 Anyway. But when they seven hundred points a model, it'll be fine. That's true. Yeah. We'll just that, wait yeah. a couple of weeks. Oh, Next week. Well, Next hopefully week. tomorrow. Well, out, out of time recording Thursday, which is tomorrow. Hopefully that's when there'll be a data slate and it will really upset everyone going to LVO because, um, you know, it's suddenly uh, meaningless again, which is funny. Um, like last year. Yeah. <laughs> just wrote off the entire thing. Um, so there's been obviously some further reveals in terms of the fact there's the new uh, Dark Angels box set, which is a feck ton of Terminators, the new uh, Deathwing Knights, which um, I don't know if you've seen any of the rules, guys, but they have heirloom weapons. They're oh, so lazy. Just lazy. Yeah. Sorry. sorry, I was yawning. More Space Marine, you said? Oh, sorry. I just I got, oh, I go yeah. and I take a nap. <laughs> no, these, these are fancy boring. ones with like robes and stuff. Um, yeah, Strength 6, AP 2, Damage 1, Swords. It's great. Ah, damage 1, uh, okay. <laughs> Okay. Yeah, these are the new Chaos Knights. Terminators, yeah. yeah. New, new Chaos Knights Terminators. cannot complain anymore. No, Chaos Terminators are strength five. Yeah. Um, and then there, hmm. there's also a Mace profile, but we've not seen that yet. But they also have access to like a full reroll wound strat, so it's fine because, you know, full oaths wasn't a problem. Um, so nice. that's sort of like coming out next, which will be interesting to see because as i think we were talking about at nottingham whether they're going to have access to all 10 detachments could be interesting they've basically um, announced that because i don't know if there yeah. was a they've carefully worded it that these mm. was it the the dark angels book will be three extra detachments yeah right so okay. yep. so you nice. so you know here's your new deathwing knights deploying nine inches away <laughs> that won't be a that won't be a problem yeah no, no. Maybe they might make Never work is. the first company detachment thingy, the, the horrible one. <laughs> Maybe. Maybe. Because they're all it's, better it's, it's, Terminators, it's... no? Yeah. 
that's that's for the fluff bunnies i think the people that you know love the law um although already we've seen that the terminators have gone up for five of the deathwing knights is 290 points which is up by like 50 odd points so the you know they're obviously more expensive and apparently worse weapons so that's funny but they've got plasma gun yeah. now yeah, that massive, ridiculous plasma gun, <laughs> which would basically just be the same profile as a Redemptor, I imagine. Um, <laughs> and then you just strap an apothecary in to keep bringing him back. Um, I'm facing Dark... Pirates are up for the RTT I'm going on Saturday. I'm facing Dark Angel, but it's the old one, oh. of course. Not the old one, the current yeah. one. So, but yeah, it's a good friend of the Discord, Rory, so looking forward yeah. to the game anyway, so... Even though I got zero experience against them, so it'll be fun. But hey, you know, just let's run the Arco flagellants at them. Yeah, but we've got no AP, the they're gonna save everything. That's fine, anyway. you just keep slapping them. 60 Nothing's attacks, meant to yeah. happen. That's 60 true. attack, gonna save everything. Yeah. 60 attacks. <laughs> Wait, they're, yeah, what they're thinking? They're, they're not there to kill. No, that's your battle plan. plan. Yeah, yeah, you just block to... them out. Yeah, they're there not oh. to die. That's the role of the Archiflagellant. I don't care if they don't kill anything. As long as they don't die, that's their job. Anyway. <laughs> um, myself and David, unfortunately, Fulvio couldn't uh, make it along. Um, we went to uh, Nottingham uh, last weekend, uh, which, the you know, the place we stayed in, aside from only having one bathroom, um, was quite pleasant, and also the driveway. Yeah. Well, the driveway where I nearly uh, ruined my car and had to call a mechanic. Yeah. <laughs> did you? Did yours make a wonderful sound as you left the driveway? Uh, no, well, when I entered the driveway and then in the dark uh, realised that um, as my clutch was burning out, the, the reason my clutch was burning out is that my back right tyre wasn't actually on the driveway. It was in the neighbour's driveway, which had like a foot drop. <laughs> um and uh, yeah, uh, I I actually tore up a, the part of the dividing wall between the two driveways <laughs> with the oh, underside no, of my car. So that was good. We, we we got a good review. It's fine. They obviously oh. haven't noticed or been there. Um, yeah. Otherwise, it was a pleasant a pleasant place to stay. Um, can't can't any, fault it. You didn't have any random German. There was no support. random Germans. No. Um, Same as our LGT house. Okay. That's, yeah, yeah, no, no, we were, we were quite safe in our <laughs> one. Um, so, how, what's your overall like feelings about the event, Dave? How did you feel it went? Um, like so, just drawing pure comparisons from this time last year when I went to Nottingham, um, wasn't a fan of the venue. If I'm honest, I preferred last year's venue. Um, mm. despite the fact that you know we finally had some beers at the bar. Um, <laughs> uh, this one. Um, but like overall, I think I preferred last year's venue for Nottingham. Mm. I, I, I felt it was a bit more central. Actually, in Nottingham, you could go do things like before and after mm. uh, a bit more kind of comfortably. Um, yeah. There was food options ran, as well. Yeah, there was actual. You know, to be fair, actually, I was hoping for you know some cool food trucks, and instead we mm. got leisure center cafe lunch. But you know what? <laughs> At, least At least it was cheap. cheap. At least it was cheap. Um, it wasn't LGT steak at 20 quid. Yeah, I know, but at least it was cheap. Usually it's not a great review for a restaurant. <laughs> um, <laughs> you know, it was... It was cheap. 
The the I I tell you what I applaud those like ladies working in that cafe that weekend. That looks stressful. The the yeah, queue was, was the queue was literally. I think with like an an hour left in the round each round on both days, there was a queue at the cafe, and then mm. by like the end of the round, like the 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 queue had like peaked, and there's like you know half the event in a queue. This I was like, this is just. Yeah. Yeah, this is not good. this is not good planning. Like I'm sorry. Like no. there's, there's many that. many no. good qualities about the UKTC, but mm. um, venue choices I think yeah. poor this time around. I think it was possibly a because when it was sort of sort of thrown out there the event where it was it was sort of promised there would be a full on site bar basically LGT where you've got the food trucks you've got the bar. Like I wonder how much the council got involved and just went no. You're not doing it. Um, I can imagine it was good for the the cafe's profit margin. I I, I don't think they've ever sold as much um, in a day as they they did there. Um, yeah. yeah, no. The, my highlight though, even though the event place wasn't great, the toilets were nice. The toilets yeah, were functional. There wasn't OGT, enough of them good. still, but they were pleasant. Um, was this space around the table was nice. Um, okay. You only because had it was two tables. Yeah, there was a it was a technically bigger venue than the university last year, but you only had two tables joined together, which after LGT was quite pleasant to have that much room to move yeah. around to actually put models. I think that's ma- mainly down to the fact they're like undersold compared to the previous year by like almost a hundred <laughs> by almost a hundred people. Yeah. Let's let's you not. Know, I, you know, I'm okay with that. Less people, more space for me. I'm okay. <laughs> well, uh, yeah. Yeah, not really, but yeah. yeah no. It was, yeah. Because it was nice. Was, hmm. From what I could see, there wasn't much in the way of um, other sort of games going on as well. The, even the yeah. Age of Sigmar was quite tiny, the representation there. I think I only seen like eight to ten people playing Blood Bowl. Yeah. The, oh, Lord wow. the, Rings, the Lord of the Rings like, event looked good. Um, yeah. They had a good number. But again, you're only maybe mm. 10, 12 people involved in that, which is a shame because um, they're cool games. And it's a shame that they don't quite have the the numbers at events that you'd like to see. Mm. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's a shame. I know it's a good game. I never played it, to be honest. I never <laughs> got involved into it. It's building it's representation at our club, uh, Blood Bowl is, which is cool got quite a few people who have just set up a league for it so there's about 10 only 10 people but that's about the same as at the uktc so yeah i've never played it but it looks fun i just hmm. don't have enough interest in american football <laughs> to yeah. sort of get involved um warhammer world terrain that was interesting oh. to try and set up a tournament practice match um on the friday when we got there <laughs> all right yeah because guys we went to warhammer world as well we did um the uh, the display the actual like uh, the models bit where the they diorama. have that was that's it thank you the word diorama um, that was really cool there was new ones since last year um, it's always I was like looking at them um, just you know the dream of ever being able to paint anywhere near that is obviously never going to be accomplished for myself um, but enough. it was nice that it wasn't just the same layout as the the year before um, but yeah the the terrain is just massive. 10 by 8 inch blocks um, so it wasn't great for a practice game the day before um, compared to obviously UKTC's layout um, 
I was the meta. I was the variety of army. It was quite good overall. Um, I think a lot of people, obviously, the the better you do, I think the less variation you got after sort of round two, because you then just, you know, by round if you're three and O day one, you're at the odds of hitting sort of anything CSM like or Admech or demons. Yeah, basically you're playing Eldari, Necrons, and CSM by by the the second day. Um, I yeah, it was quite it was quite varied overall, but um, you could tell still there was a lot of Eldari bandwagoners still, um, even to the point the Eldari player that I sort of went 150 against. Um, he, you know, love absolutely lovely guy, Byron. He um, said he was playing Tyranids, but he thought he'd give Eldari a go to see if it was an army issue or a skill issue on his part. Um, So, um, yeah, he just didn't know, partly didn't know the army well enough, which probably didn't help him, Mm -hmm. um, because obviously when you've only got like seven units on the table, once you've lost half of those, your scoring's gone. Um, So, yeah, the... uh, what 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 did what did you bring as a as an army? What what army did you bring at the event? Um, so I brought uh, Drakari, which was basically the Scari list because I really like it. The double beast packs really fun and hilarious. When you tell people turn one, they can go twenty one inches. If I go first, um, they will charge your night spinner turn one, nice. uh, and they did. Um, and then had triple cabalite, Urian Rakar, three venoms, three um, scourge of the dark plants. Three uh, Talos with Haywire and f- the Liquifiers, uh, three Mandrakes, and the two Beast Packs. So, yeah, nice. eight data sheets and four million weapon profiles. Nice. That's, that's really cool. about you, Dave? What army did you bring at the event? Uh, so I was taking the Leagues of Votan. Um, I've been slamming games with them for the last three, three and a bit months. Um, decided to change my list uh, the week of Nottingham <laughs> Nottingham GT. Um, I was running like six Sagittars and lots of like little mission playing pieces, and decided to switch at the last minute. And I'll drop a Sagittar and I'll drop a mission piece, and I'll just bring more Terminators and be like, right. screw it. Um, <laughs> and it it kind of helped. It kind of didn't. Because um, I ran into Dark Angels with planes and dreadnoughts round okay. one. That was that was a nightmare, but it also gave me probably one of my highs of the event, um, where Sagittar 1 shoots, does nothing. Sagittar 2 shoots, does nothing. Sagittar <laughs> 3 shoots, does nothing. Sagittar 4, turns out, he's out of range, so he does nothing. Sagittar 5 uh, rolls double six to hit, then rolls, nice. in a, rolls a five and a six on sustained hits D3 nice. uh, against a target that I'm uh, wounding on twos, which happens to be a Storm Raven gunship with a Redemptor inside. So that was funny. Right. Uh, even through minus one damage, um, one tank, my last tank, blows this thing out of the air. That was fun. Um, but, you know. <laughs> I also pointed every big gun at it, and it took the last one to do anything, and he just killed it. So, I mean, well, you, you, you take just it need that six. Yeah, that's true. You just need a sixth one, didn't you? People tell me <laughs> you did, people tell me it's a skill issue. You just roll sixes and you win games, and apparently, if you roll sixes, things just die. 
that's, that's also very true. True that. Uh, question, guys. Because yep. I didn't, I didn't really follow because I was working. Because apparently people are, don't know, flying, going stuff, going places. Um, Necrons had the latest nerf or not in this tournament? No, no. So they were still allowed, um, as I, I found see. out, to use the Immortals, Dev Wound, yeah. Joy. Um, <laughs> yeah. So, 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 in terms of round, so round one, Dave, you got Dark Angels. Yeah, so I played into Dark Angels and they had two Storm Raven gunships, both full of Redemptors and Tech Marines with like Storm Talons. So I had all these vehicles that I, in, the, in the theory I was capable of killing. Um, I got to go first, which was important. And okay. as, as you heard, uh, when you get four tanks and only one tank does anything, um, <laughs> and you've then obviously exposed five tanks. Yeah. Um, even if they're little Votan tanks, they're still exposed, and I gave, I basically gave up too many um, right. important pieces early, but I had to. The way he'd castled up around one of the, the buildings and stuff, I thought, cool, if I just blow things up and trap you in a corner, I'm in with a good good chance of um, keeping this close and maybe winning it in the late game. Um, put all my cards on the line and went, I'm going for it, and uh, fell short. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Ended up losing that game by twenty three points. Um, in the okay. end, I just ra- I just ran out of models. I was eventually tamed. Fair enough. Fair enough. Fair enough. How about you, James? What did you get in round one? So my first round was Chaos Knights on Dawn of War. So that was terrifyingly close. Um, yep. The guy I played called Matthew. Um, it was his first um, super major event. Um, his list had a Desecrator, a Rampager. Three brigands and four carnivores. I think it was that way around. Um, some nerglings as well. Um, he put pressure on, uh, which was a great, great plan. Um, unfortunately, he failed to roll any invuln saves against the scourges, and then the Talos killed the rampage of turn one. Um, All right. That didn't give me much breathing room because Cow's Knights being able to just one CP walk through buildings and units um, yeah, is also huge. quite terrifying. Um, so just had to do a lot of positional play to not get shot by the desecrator that just deletes everything. Um, he got really unlucky, I guess, with the havoc launchers, the indirect. Um, he failed in the first two turns to kill a single scourge um, oh, or gosh. anything with them. Um, yeah, he'd hit, he'd get like two shots hit, and then like fail to wound, or he'd roll threes, which the carnivores need fours to hit. So yeah. Um, there was a few moments where it got a little bit close because obviously as soon as the carnivores tag anything in my army, it just evaporates. Um, but yeah, I managed to, my second turn, I didn't do a single point of damage to anything in his army. So that, that was a little bit worrying. Um, and then managed to bring in the Talos from reserve, use the grenade strat, which apparently is Drakari's best stratagem. You know, that core stratagem called grenades. Yep. It's so useful in every game. I think I used it 19 times across the event. Nice. Um, which yeah, basically, you you know, almost every turn really. and almost every round. Um, yeah, ended up 90 to 60 something, I think. Okay. Um, so, it was, yeah. Um, my army was very good at killing his, which helped. Fair enough. Fair enough. So, going back to you, Dave, you submarine round <clears> one, <throat> and then. <laughs> yes, so what so did you? 
And then I bounced into CSM round two. <laughs> Brilliant. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> Rewarded for your loss. Yeah, I, I got rewarded for losing, and um, <laughs> this was one of the. This was probably, I think, in terms of a tournament, I think this is maybe one of my most painful losses ever. Um, I was controlling the game the whole way through, kind of trading well. I had taken my opponent's home objective. I'd killed Abaddon and the Terminators. I'd killed all the Chosen and the Lords. Uh, all he had left to play the game was Cypher, who very quickly died. Uh, right. A land a land raider parked on an objective, and he had two obliterators in in my backfield, turn four. So that's what right. he had two he had two units left, um, one on, one land raider on objective, and some two obliterators in my backfield. Um, turn four, I I was quite reckless. I forgot I had made my objective sticky. Right. Uh, I had a Cal uh, jump back there to defend that objective. Um, and uh, yeah, I forgot I made it sticky and then decided I'm going to charge off this objective because she's going to shoot and she's going to uh, dev wound a wounded um, obliterator and then she's going to uh, slap the other one silly, hitting on twos, wounding on twos with her big power fist. I thought, this is easy. It's gone, right. and this game's over. Yeah. Uh, instead, um, she leaves the one of the obliterators on one single wound. Okay. Uh, we we go into so I I no longer have um, kill or kill. Uh, sorry, I lose the kill more chance because he only had I'd killed Sai for that turn, so I was I got kill, but I wasn't going to be able to get kill more. Right. Um, and then and he activates. Where one CP fall back, shoot and charge, falls back, doesn't shoot, uh, walks around me, charges, right. and um, manages to kill her and uh, consolidate onto my home objective that was in theory too far away from him, even if he advanced with like a four inch advance. Um, okay. So all I had to do was walk her back through the wall to not be shot. Um, right. He then gets kill, denies me kill more, uh, and that same activation gets uh, capture any outpost for eight oh. points. So this he's now got a twelve point swing, and then we go into uh, his turn five command phase uh, and my command phase, where um, somehow, despite having all of my stuff in his half of the board. He gets control and control more, and then draws deploy teleport homers while he has one obliterator <laughs> on my backfield objective. And I have, I have never been more salty about tactical cards <laughs> this entire edition. Um, I crunched the numbers, and I think it, it's like almost a thirty point swing between the eight points I don't score and the twenty two points he goes on to score with that one yeah, single wound obliterator. Um, I thought I had that game in the bag and it goes to show that when you're not fully focused, when you think that you get to that point in the game, you go, this is fine. And then uh, you discover, no, you got to keep paying yeah. attention. 
Oh, wow. That's brutal. That's very, very brutal. Um, but the fact that my opponent like saw that play and went for it, I'm like, Joe, what? Good on him. Um, yeah, exactly. And then like when you when you get brave, sometimes you get some luck as well. And he was brave and he got the luck and he he went on to smash me. So, yeah, the, play. at the end of the day, it's, he is annoying because you take, you know, all the effort to go down to Nottingham you know all everything that you do the preparation that you do before the um in terms of games uh, all the logistic etc it feels like that you just wasted you know a game which is three hours of your time but i would say i know it's not easy to digest it but if you manage to to actually digest it in the long term it's a good lesson learned so i'm sure that in the next few events or forever, to be honest, <laughs> keep playing. You you won't, you know, lose down your guard and uh, and and make these sort of mistakes. So it's it's hard. It's a hard pill to swallow. But oh, I, I, def- I, def- I definitely learned it because uh, we went into round five, uh, three, and my poor <laughs> opponent was not ready for the very fired up and ready to go me. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but I'll let, so, you, let you talk to James about his round two. Yeah, before jumping so, around three, James, what did you get? Round two was two? Canoptic Court. So, okay. again, Purge the Foe. So, for Chikari with, you know, Mass MSU is is, is fun. Um, so, it started out turn one. I got turn one, so I just put pressure up with one unit of the Beast Pack. I managed to fail a four-inch charge twice. Um, so that just left the beast pack fully out in the open, uh, which then meant turn one he got kill kill more. Um, and because everything in his army have had move shoot move, he made it very difficult to then shoot back into those units. Um, and also they have the lone op strat, um, which is great fun. Uh, nice. Where it's so I, I learned learned that learned how to play around it probably about round three, and then could just bait out the right target and then flatten the other one um but have it being down by eight points and having mm. capture enemy outpost i think was turn one and assassinate was a turn one so secondary so obviously scored zero secondary there um didn't pull investigate signals which is like you know the best Drakari one because you can set that up for eight points very easily with mandrakes and movement um, so secondaries were a bit of a challenge. Turn two, he'd moved his transcendent round to try and, uh, well, had successfully killed some mandrakes. I managed to kill the transcendent turn two, um, so I was quite happy with that. He uh, got really well. He just didn't make any invulns, and then um, after halving damage, I did, I think it was seven or eight damage, and he didn't make a single feel no pain. And I just, and that was, I had two more uh, scourge units to go. Um, so that was the transcendent down, but then <coughs> the scourges weren't very nicely lined up to shoot. Uh, well, were nicely lined up to shoot the Doomstalker, but then load up straps. Oh, great, can't shoot that. So I managed to just about get an angle on a Tomb Blade so I could shoot at it just so I could, you know, shimmy out of line of sight um, because yeah. otherwise the scourges just get evaporated. The Immortals being able to advance 11 and then go back 5 um, oh gosh. with the number of shots they have. And the Tesla is quite horrific with the in the Canoptic Court with the reroll hits. Um, was, yeah, horrendous. Um, the 
Dev Williams strat didn't really come up um, particularly because most of the stuff sort of sticks up in Vuln anyway. So it, okay. it, it doesn't really make a difference. But it ended the game because I didn't get Killmore turn four, um, which meant I didn't have hold more going into turn five. It right. went from a one-point win to a 15-point loss. So that okay. was because it gave him kill more and gave him um, hold more. So, yeah, swung swung the game. So it was a really close game. Guy was caught on another guy called David. Absolutely lovely player. Um, but, yeah, no, just didn't quite get lucky with a few interactions. Um, and, Did you have uh, yeah, any experience? Yeah, the personal not great. Did you have any experience? Not into the new Necro. book. No, no. I, um, I not since the Codex drop, and it's particularly, mm. I didn't know about the uh, loan up strat until you know I went to shoot something, and he went, "We do the noble strat on that." I was like, "Oh, great!" <laughs> oh no! So it was a bit of a gotcha. So that was a little mm. bit annoying because obviously done all this positioning, um, but it was fine. Very friendly. It was a fun game because it was very close. Uh, it was just unfortunate it didn't manage to pivot that one. And then we were last round of the I'm, day. I'm I'm waiting for the blood for the blood god round from Dave now. What did happen in your round three? So I uh, picked up Eldar with the Incarn, um like the warp spiders, the brick of Wraithguard, and the silly indirect tanks that sit in your home objective and blow things no, no, up. No, no, no. Hold on, so, hold on. So you had zero and two. Yep. And round three, you get Elder with the Metalist. Yes, the most like top top of the line Metalist Eldar. Um, okay. Now, now and... I understand. Now I understand the hate for Elder that you said yeah. at the beginning. Oh no, no, okay, that's yeah. that's round. That, that gets to round four. Like there's there's. Uh, <sighs> I got Eldar there's multiple race. reasons for that. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so what did that in round three? Uh, round three, I decided. Um, I'm just putting my foot on the gas. I'm grabbing every objective behind the building. Um, I'm dropping Terminators out the sky non-stop, everywhere imaginable. Um, and basically uh, danced around, baited the baited the incarn up and just like lit it up with, uh, uh, was it 69 shots worth of Overwatch? Oh, that sounds nice. Um, wow. So we 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 put the heart on the incarn just with Overwatch, um, and then kind of naturally let it kill some things just to get it back out of position, and then picked up with some Sagittars, nice, nice and clean, just pop, nice. pop, pop. She's gone. Um, I was frustrated. I I was like a charge away from probably killing all of the Raveguard, and. Uh, I failed the charge, and they get left in the open. Uh, a squad of Berserks and a squad of Terminators get left trapped in the open, and they get picked up. And then you had that inevitable thing where all of the Wraithguard squad eventually regenerates by the end of the game, and you're like, I've killed you. Like, you should be gone. <laughs> but here we are. You're all back. It's fine. It's like nothing ever happened. Yeah. Um, but I it's fine. But I went on to win that game ninety six eighty five, um, oh, nice. So like, you know that that felt a felt a good reminder to be like, look, you know, if you concentrate to the end of the game, Pays you're off. fine. It's you yeah. know, 
you're fine. You're in it. You're in it to win it as long as you you keep playing. Um, that was the harsh lesson learned from game two, as you you actually have to play all five rounds. You don't get to just tap in yeah, your scores sure. and go, well, I do this, he does that. I do this, he does that. I've won, and then you realise, oh wait, no, he this this other person that you're playing against actually gets to make decisions and interact with what you're doing. You don't just get to tap buttons on your phone and say, I won. Um, <laughs> oh, mad, mad, mad. Gosh, so how about you, James? What was your So I, after uh, a quite near potential, you know, win, um, I paired into the list out of everything at the event that was the worst thing for me to pair into, uh, which was demons, um, which had zero infantry and zero vehicles. So apart from the Dark Lances, my entire army was wounding on a six because he had um, a lovely guy called Peter, really friendly. Um, Again, had fun. It was just, um, it was an uphill battle from round one. So he had Bellacore, Shalaxi, who is just a complete dick. Um, You had Bloodthirster, two squads of Blood Crushers, like full, a Skull Cannon, a squad of Nurglings, two squads of Screamers. Um, so I got turn one, I positioned myself up, had to be a bit aggressive more so than I wanted to be because I needed to try and drop a demon. Um, I got through, I think four damage on a bloodthirster with 15 dark lances, um, and literally everything else I had in range. Um, in fact, I think the splinter cannons did more damage than anything else in the army. Um, so that was an issue because now I am a bit closer than I need to be. Um, so he proceeded to delete a few things. Um, then turn two, Bloodthirst died mostly to grenades at that point. Um, and I think a lucky shot off the Talos getting a six for dev wounds off the haywire. Um, I managed to chip a couple of wounds off Bellacore as well. He then proceeded to just heal it in the next turn. Um, the biggest problem there was holding primary because as soon as I put anything onto an objective, it just got deleted by blood crushers that charged and did a million mortal wounds every single yeah. time. Um, and so I dropped Bellacore and I dropped um, the Bloodthirster. I killed a screamy unit. I think that was the only things I killed. Um, Shalaxi then decided to come down within three and just tabled me from behind uh, there was just nothing i could do to shalaxi um if demons don't fail their four up involves um yeah. and all my dark lances are dead um i have yeah no way of playing the game <laughs> so yeah um i tried to think afterwards like could I have done anything differently would have secondaries mattered i got 40 um on secondaries with tactical um, so this game was like 174 to the demon okay. player. So I did scoring, but it was just like, um, so I only got 20 something on primary. So what did he, what did he pick as a secondary tactical fixed? Um, he went tactical, I think. Yeah, no, he went okay. tactical. So okay, yeah, no, again, he was just having fun. It was just, it was very, very poor matchup for my army. Mm. <laughs> Um, it's not one that's favourable because you know, as you know, much like going to Custos, if they roll their four up inbounds, there's not much you can do into it. Um, and that was yeah. So, I, what was the mission? Do you remember? Um, take was it taken hold that one on a six objective mission? 
I think it was oh, taken wow. hold, hidden supplies. So, yeah, I just, every time I put anything on an objective, it was gone before it could score me primary. So it was, yeah. yeah. You can't even add on at best. Um, yeah, the uppy downy coming within three. Um, I'd managed to screen out the six inches off of Shalaxi. I just missed out on doing the three inch by about half an inch, um, which obviously then just uh, fair enough. Yeah, it, it it's a very hard matchup <laughs> yeah. to, to play, but I mean, fair I was enough. quite happy. I got seventy four points. To be honest, um, that was a lot more than I expected. Yeah, that was the so end day, of the uh, Saturday. So that's the end of day one. Some mm. good experience, some bad experiences, but overall, good lesson learned yeah. <laughs> both ways. Um, Which we went and ate a lot of barbecue um, to make up for it. That was good. Oh, nice. So what did you have for dinner? I went to a place called question. Hickory's. Yeah, found a barbecue place just like not far from where we were. Right. Um, we booked a table, then. Took them almost like forty five minutes to finally get the table ready. And yeah, then well. we were there that long that we were the last people to leave as the staff were like <laughs> mopping the floors and like one by one leaving themselves. <laughs> so that was that was fun. Um, <laughs> ended up being there a really long time, eating a lot of food. Um, yeah, absolutely. Worth it though in comparison to the yeah. the cold baked potato I had for lunch yeah. in the sports center. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. With Innes Wilson trying to convince us to go to a casino, and we're like, no, no. So at this point, it is already midnight, and we're like, I've got to drive back to Kent tomorrow. And like, obviously, for you driving back to Glasgow, it's just not not something uh, you then want to do after uh, God knows what time would have got in. You missed the experience of your life. No, too old. I'm too old for that crap. Like, <laughs> I'm too broke for that these days. And that—that's that, the other problem. Yeah, yeah the the clams with the plastic addiction. So casino hey, money is yeah. wasted for if you can't buy more Warhammer. That, yeah. that's also very true. And I'm not that lucky true. in a casino. But even Warhammer is a bit of a casino because you can buy like I don't know a unit of scourges today, and tomorrow will be nerfed to the ground. So you never know. You never know. But eventually they come back round. Yeah, at least they exactly. can be reused. In five years, <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's exactly what a gambling <laughs> addict would say. Yeah, <laughs> they don't give your uh, they don't give you money back after a year at a casino. That'd be nice. Um, yeah. yeah. So day, day two. two, day two. What did we? What did you guys have, day, James? I started with Eldar, um, and it was pretty much a skill level. Um, basically made the game um, basically mine from deployment. Um, he left it so the Incarn could be seen by Dark Lances, who moved up 14 inches, and I think I dropped it down to about five wounds. Um, he then tele in his turn to... He killed... I think it was Mandrakes or something, um, and brought the Incarn over. Um, he took fixed as well, so telegraphing what he was going to do behind enemy lines and uh, deploy teleport Homer. So he was spending two CP every turn to fire and fade a unit in. So he had triple swooping hawk and warp spiders was his only mission play units other than the Autark. Um, I played against Eldar enough and Drakari are just as fast as Eldar. Um, that every time he was like, oh, I'm going to Phantasm, it's cool. Right, which unit do you want to die? 
Um, he had like the solitaire and autark, and I was like, right, I've got to assassinate. You can you can phantasm one of them. The other one's taking a grenade to the face. Um, the the hero of that game was definitely the venom that went in and tank shocked a incarn to death. Um, the it did nice. admittedly have one wound, so I was relying on statistical odds of getting at least one five or six, which I did. Um, so that was good, and then. The four Talos coming in from an angle and just deleting a night spinner. He just was not ready because it was search and destroy. It was really easy to get an angle on a night spinner, and he didn't right, have okay. enough. He literally didn't have enough stuff, especially once he lost the Incarn turn two, lost a night spinner turn two. The only thing he had left at the game was like three or four Wraithguard um, because okay. Urien, whatever his name is, Rakarth, went in and just because he's got precision in the data seat, just went in and just killed the spirits here. As soon as it could. Um, so in the trading game, do the Drukari win the trading game um, against Eldar? In or? in the current list building style of Eldari, if the Eldar player doesn't pick good targets for the Night Spinner, yes, mm, because okay. the Incarn is really weak to grenades, is really weak to mass fire. Um, so yeah, no, it was literally just gonna keep hitting it with dark lances till it dies, and then did a grenade and a tank shock, finished it off. So yeah, I guess for you in this case, you have a lot of experience playing Eldari. <clears throat> so I do you have a lot it. of experience playing as Eldari. So yeah. just yeah, there was I I knew his profiles better than he did. Um so that helped. And also Talos are incredibly resistant and they're minus one to wound. So he would try and kill them with the Talos, which meant that he wasn't shooting other stuff. Sorry, he was trying to kill them with the Wraith Guard. So he wasn't shooting other stuff. And because he didn't have the uh, spirits here, he couldn't fate he couldn't face messenger. He was hitting on fours. So just his the actual threat of the Wraith Guard was a lot lower. Yeah. He also kept charging the Wraith Guard into Talos, which was mm. fine. Because it then meant he only had one CP in my turn. I knew they okay. couldn't shoot me, so I could move, you know, with impunity, and then would just charge another squad of Talos in to pick up three or four. Um, so yeah, it was it was it was definitely a knowledge game of I knew more about his army than it did of mine, and yeah, it was like a hundred to fifty five, I think. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it was a lovely guy, and you know, he just unfortunately was running Eldar. Um, which is, you know, hence why no I didn't run. To... Hence why I didn't run Eldar. I was just sick to death of mm. the list. Like, Fair enough, you, yeah. You take anything else, and it's not as competitive, and you're already on a back foot in the mirror match. Which, you know, when there's thirty something players, is quite a high probability. Um, and I just didn't find it fun to play. Yeah, fair so, enough. Yeah, fair enough. How about you, Dave? What was your round four? Uh, Eldar again. Fuck yeah, they weren't mate. Eldar. Um, so this time I bounce into an off-meta list, but like it just had all the good stuff. <laughs> so, it had, so it had, it had the Wraith Guard brick with the character to do all the nonsense. It had the the other character that stands nearby and you flip a six and ruins your day. It had the Incarn, the Avatar, and a Wraith Knight of all things. He put the Wraith Knight mm. in. Um, well, the Wraith, we'll come back to the Wraith Knight. The, um, it was a very heavily converted army. Okay. Heavily, yeah, super heavily converted. Um, 
Okay. And nine times out of ten, I'm all for a converted army. But right. Not not when uh, it's not quite measuring up to to what you need. Um, when your wraith knight doesn't stand out, stand up behind the largest terrain piece like it's supposed yeah, okay. to. Um, okay. It's about a third of the height shorter, I think. Yeah, oh, it was. Jesus. Yeah, it was a. It was a very okay. chunky reef. It was a very chunky mm. reef night. Um, kept but short, and, but short. Um, <laughs> and uh, but you know, hey, it's it's people's hobby. They can do what they want. Um, yep. As as long as it's been, you know, by by day two, there's been enough judges walking around to have seen it and challenge it. So if it's not been stopped by a judge or a TO, then you just got to go with it. Um, yeah, that's true. The the salt the salty part is that um, that same reef night in turn five goes on to touch into a ruin, uh, be exactly thirty five and a half inches away from one of my sagittars that I had very carefully used to move block the incarn that was stuck in combat okay. with some berserks with thunder hammers that was basically going to finish the incarn. She had two or three wounds left. And uh, she was done for, and half an inch was all that um, the Wraith Knight needed, along with, you know, some fake dice trickery and the little farce here to say, here's another six, to one-shot my Sagittar. Incarn jumps from one side of the table, trapped in a combat she's about to die in, to where the Sagittar was, that's conveniently uh, in charging range. To another objective where I had a character in turn Terminators. Right. Uh, my opponent then uses his last six to guarantee the charge and spends his last CP on heroic challenge. And I go from winning that game to an 81 81 draw. And oh, I'm just. No. And you're just like, like, it's a Is great, that... it's a great play, but it's also like, oh. The feels bad, the salt that's rubbed in the wound of, you know. Oh, gosh. It, it, it sounds like it, and coming from the experience from day one, it, you know, it's even harder, you know, to, you need quite wide shoulder to take out this weight, you know what I mean? It's kind of, it's, it's not easy. And so, I'll, in reflection, after a week, how long did it pass? Not even a week? Half a week. Half a week. So, gosh, only, gosh, it seems like ages ago. Yeah. Um, how, what, what's your takeaway from the experience overall? We're going to come back to it. We've got another round, but so far, I'm very intrigued to know what's your takeaway from it. Like it's Warhammer. Yeah, you win, you lose, you draw yeah. sometimes. Um, it's Toy Soldiers. If, you, if you're banking on paying your mortgage or transforming your life, you're probably in the wrong hobby. Um, but it's just one of these things where I think what some of these games have shown um, and some of the other games I kind of witnessed or chatted to friends about while they were down there is that this current mission pack has too much late game scoring and um, what what I find is that some of the missions are tipped in such a way that you know it doesn't incentivize you to play the mission until the end. And it's at which point who either has the best trick to to get mm-hmm. to that part of the table to to abuse the late game scoring. 
because that's really what it is. Some of these missions, you know, um, you know, we played Scorched Earth for for twice, and that's yep, one of my okay. least favorite missions. You know, burn an objective, get five points. Ooh, cool. But you then can't score points the rest of the game on it, and it changes the game state, and it allows, you know, something like Eldar with the the Wraith Guard who can just kind of sit in a point and kind of phantasm back and forth and get angles. It allows like any low, a, yeah, any low workout army can really abuse benefit. it. Yeah, mm. um, same but, like Custodes Knights, like Chaos Knights. They just go cool. There's one objective left. I've got forty something OC on here. What are you going to do about it? Yeah, <laughs> you can't kill us all. So yeah, I think for me it's priority targets as well, yeah. which is like you could be, you know, yeah. 25 you know, points like, plus secondaries in turn five. It's outrageous. Yeah. 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 Like, um, like, oh, I'm winning. And then it's like, you know, you might have, you know, what you believe is like your durable unit on a point. You found yeah. one too many saves or you're playing against an opponent and you, they make one too many saves. And suddenly you're like, cool, well, I'm going to be 15, 10 points further down than I thought. Same as take and hold where you've got hidden supplies. Like you're holding three objectives. They go at their bottom of turn. They shoot you off one objective. Cool, I get another fifteen points. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. I never noticed. But actually, you're right. Yeah, thinking it's... about that, it was just priority target. But actually, there are a few mm. more there. And uh, secondaries, they are card, so yeah. they can go but both part ways. Of where they flipped, there's now fifty points of primary as opposed to forty-five, which is only a five-point yeah. difference. But it now means that you know for a more fragile army like mm. might not be able to score as many points which yeah. is you know the problem with the demon game um aside from involved saved was i'm i need to get more points now in 10th than i did in ninth with Drakari mm. that i can't now get in primary um or i have to hope i go second kill them off with an objective and i'll get my 25 points at the end of the game so yeah, yeah i'm hoping that they do some updates with part of the data slate just so that there's fresh missions for the next six months as well. Yeah, well, they, they did say that they would change the mission every mm. six months anyway. Yeah. That was just in yeah. nine. I think I'm, was expecting, yeah. I'm expecting a refresh as well. I think they said yeah, the pack is six months, yeah. so they might either mm. like slightly tune this or yeah. give us some mm. new stuff. Yeah, it doesn't mean much to all they need to do it. is pick the cards because the, the Leviathan cards are going to exist for the rest of if another six months after this because they don't want the backlash of oh by the way here's another set of cards you now need to buy but they've got the you cards in there to make come other on, missions James. or come on yeah. they're, go, they're gonna sell you another pack of cards which is printed with a wrong objective on already and they're gonna FAQ day two come on we know they're yeah, but, but that you was great know. if if you didn't buy the Leviathan box and just bought the cards you basically got free cards because they refunded everyone yeah <laughs> solve actually worked out in your favor um I, I but to be honest if they were like hit right here's a new set of cards it's 15 quid it's all new missions and new secondaries i'd be quite happy like to have something new after six months 100 percent. yeah yeah that's true that's true um, we'll buy purely anyway. because you look at the tournament pack and it's everything's chilling rain or hidden supplies um mm. And then it's always the same take and hold priority, scorched earth, um, and then probably one other random one. So yeah, it'd be nice. Yeah. 
That's true. So I think the problem with that is the the depth in the cards in the mission pack isn't quite what we were promised. And no. so some <laughs> of the you know, some of the mission rules are just stupid. like they're just stupid. And there's you know, there is you could pick them and it has no impact on the game other than every so often there will be a really weird feels bad when you roll oh, a yeah. six when you roll a six on your advance and your character dies. <laughs> yeah. As you were trying yeah. to score engage in all fronts, you know? You were advancing <laughs> to score engage in all fronts and now you're dead because you rolled a six on your advance. Like that just <laughs> Yeah, but at least custodes that. would get to use their four up filner pain. Oh, um yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that's so relevant, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. Because the problem is, is it's even the mission rules where you got like servo skulls, and then the vital grounds, which thing. are so yeah, they're so bonkers. Um, is it? Yeah. Is it the one that you play football basically? Yeah. Basically, yeah. yeah. In forty k, yeah. whoever nice. goes first generally has a massive upper hand as well. And then vital grounds, you make more objectives. Like, it's oh. not. It's not in UKTC though, right? No, 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 no. It's only in GW. <laughs> yeah, that's why. Uh... The one, the, the one mission I do like is actually the one where you basically get to like place the objectives yourself. Yeah, vital like, ground. A, yeah, like yeah. that is a good mission, but like mm. um... we we had a few times in our event, didn't we, yeah. James? It just annoys yeah. me doing the the practice game on uh, on TTS. Because you go with the terrain set up and then you have to place the mission and then ah, mm. it's just a pain. But yeah, it is a nice one. I agree. I agree. So what was it's your also when for, people James? haven't brought Yeah. Um it's a pain when people haven't bought forty mil objectives for that one. Uh but the yeah. final round um was um Sisters. Sarah, sorry, the fifth one, yeah. Yeah. I played against Sisters and the poor player discovered that Drakari is really good at deleting twenty archoflagellants. Um Anti-infantry damage to minus one AP. Really good into Arco Flagellants, as is a million flamers. Um, monster. Yeah. We monster. unfortunately didn't get to the end of the game. Um, the, the best interaction, and one of the highlights, was Yuri and Rakarth and the Triumph of St. Catherine staying locked in combat for about three turns and doing a grand total of about two damage to each other. Um, <laughs> oh, no. I think Urien did one, and then the Triumph took another damage from an exploding vehicle. Um, but yeah, the, the number of four up feel no pains I rolled for Urien was disgusting. Um, he did fail to stand back up when he died. Um, but yeah, no, it was um, a really fun game. Um, like it, you know, we both get to use our rules. Um, he did have two exorcists, but he had the big missiles, so they're not massively effective into me. Um, yeah. Other than into the venoms, but it didn't go too well. Um, then yeah, yeah, we we ran out of time, so unfortunately didn't get to submit the, the final score, which would have I'd have been in the mid nineties, and he'd have been around the seventies because um, we oh, talked about afterwards. But um, it just his speed of play was a bit slower, um, so we literally just ran out of time. Um, and to be honest, at that point, I was having fun, so I didn't really care, and I don't really care about pointless ITC points that mean nothing um, because I don't go to enough super majors in a year to care <laughs> I'm just like, okay. I'd rather have fun it's like the end of a weekend I'd rather we had a fun game than pressure the poor guy with the clock um, I think it's also the fact that I did kill the Arcoflagellant so that many feel no pains does take quite a long time yeah, that's a um, win on itself <laughs> yeah um, again, 
splinter cannons really good into them. Um, the biggest whiff actually was just Yuri and Rakarth's flamer. I don't think I rolled up a five for the whole weekend for number of shots on 3d6. Um, that was a bit disappointing, but yeah, no, really, really lovely guy. Um, I went second, um, which meant I had to be a bit more cautious than aggressive with these packs. Um, got really good secondaries every turn. Um, yeah, no, I got really lucky as well on my first turn where I made two two nine inch charges without a reroll, even though I spent the pain tokens to have the rerolls. So that put him on the back foot quite quickly. Yeah, no, it's a good game. Okay, nice. How about you, Dave? How was your last round of the event? Um, last round of the event was probably the most fun game, but kind of most kind of technical game I had to play. Okay. Um, nice. So I played into Blood Angels with the new Vanguard rules. So you had um, <laughs> you had uh, ten. Um, what are they? The the guys with the Black Rage, the uh, Death Company. Uh, Death yeah, Company. Yeah. Ten of them with a chaplain. De- forward deploying nine inches away from my deployment zone <laughs> with their jump packs, they get to you know move 12 and then charge. You're like, cool, so I know what's coming at me turn one. <laughs> um, <laughs> and he had uh, two of the battle predators with all those big extra long flamers, that was rough. Um, yeah. you, mo- you move if you're not careful with your movement, they just pick things up. He had, yeah. um, he had two. Of the the Vindicator tanks and kept put one in reserve, which I think maybe it was a mistake in his part, but um, it worked out for me. Uh, it gave me kind of less things to have to to worry about and kill. Okay. Um, the judgment tokens came in clutch in that game, um, and my little uh, enhancement that lets me judge an objective that my opponent controls was like the icing on the cake. I managed to put that on his. Managed to put that on his home objective for almost the entire game, and okay. eventually, eventually, all but table um, my opponent. Uh, all he had left was one of the battle predators that I just left, like on the far side of the table. Where I'm like, cool, you just have that little Stay corner, because what he'd done is he'd um, he dropped a little landmine on that as well that okay. that um, detachment can do, which was quite cute. Um, so it made oh, the curses. Yeah, so even if you move on, it was the not it's a stratagem now, I'm sure. Like you kind yeah. of sabotage. Ooh, cool. Yeah, a sabotage an objective, yeah. Oh, that's cool. So it's a, it's a cool little piece of tech that just kind of, between that and that, you know, flaming tank that you go within 18 and it just, just picks things up. Especially, okay. you know, when you're only one wound. Even at mm. T5, it just goes, eh, I don't care. Um, I'm auto-hitting with a bunch of shots and then you're dead. Um and then so went on to win that game ninety six seventy one, um okay. so end the weekend two one and two, and then to discover at the end of the event the guys are all, the guys are all checking the scores to see where everybody placed, yeah and uh, one of the guys that from our club here was like oh Dave you finished two hundred sixtieth and I'm like that doesn't sound right I'm two one and two there's no way I'm that low down. And we pull up my scores, and my last scores submitted the wrong way around. Oh. Um, during and this is how we 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 discover this during the the kind of prize ceremony at the end at the end. And I go up to right. speak to Zach. So I go up to speak to Zach. I'm like Zach, hey, like, is there any chance you can fix this? He's like, no. Walks nice. away. I'm like, okay. 
This is weird. Oh, right. Just, it's a no like, explanation whatsoever. No, it was a, it was a no, um, this changes. Well, the, the explanation was very quick and abrupt, and it was, um, it changes too many awards. And I'm thinking, don't think it does, because I'm 2-1-2. and two. Um, Definitely doesn't. Uh, all it does is swap me with the person I played. But sure, I'll let it go. And as uh, James says, it's, you know, ITC points, uh, are, you know, they're made up nonsense. Um, the only thing that they matter for now, really, um, that I have any interest in is that uh, there's a an adaptation of ITC points gets used in the Scot the Team Scotland internal rankings okay. to make to allow you to become eligible to eventually join the WTC team in the future. Okay, um, and that's the only thing that I was interested in was like, cool. There's not many Scottish folk came. There's a lot less Scottish folk than usual at Nottingham. And I thought here's a good chance to get some points for the Scotland rankings and, you know, get to some more events this year and kind of push to to try and get involved with that more because uh, I'm on like the, the kind of extended practice team with nice. Team Scotland this year, which is a real kind of privilege. But with that comes the responsibility of making sure you get better and yeah. make sure you're accountable. <laughs> and so like getting to a big mm. event, playing good players, like yeah. demonstrating you're playing good games and you're, you understand yeah. why you win, why you lose, and how you can improve. And, you know, I've, I've taken all of that from this weekend. And the only thing I didn't get to take home is the points that matter. But they don't, <laughs> but they don't matter, but they do, but they don't, but they do. And you're yeah. like, but they shouldn't matter. But in the back of your head, you're going, I want those points. And you're like, yeah, but they weren't mind. Yeah. That, and then six hours yeah, in the car, you eventually decide they don't matter anymore. So it's fine. Yeah. That, 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 that's quite brutal. Is gonna, <laughs> not gonna yeah. lie. Um, without going in detail now, we're gonna do in the next few episodes. We have, one of our teammates have a interesting experience as well, but not overall uh, ruling things. So it's gonna be a not topic in the next few episodes for sure. So we might take in consideration your your uh, what did happen to you and to widen up the. The conversation about ruling institution in 40k so that that's going to be quite an interesting one we're gathering experiences without criticizing anyone at all is to 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 have a round table of what is missing in 40k what could be done better and how can we improve the game that we all love so that that's what it is so overall in terms of um expectation you kind of touched it anyway, Dave. But expectation and how it comes. How would you uh, score or value your experience at Nottingham? I mean, just on the the raw numbers, I did better than I did last year. Um, my average score was significantly higher. I won more games. You know, um, I played five interesting opponents. Um, I was challenged five times no no nice. games were easy you know there's every so often you hear the stories of people who you know they get that kind of that person who's quite new to the hobby or new to the kind of competitive scene and they've got maybe something a bit more narrative or they just wanted mm. to see what it was like and they brought their collection and they they bounce into one of these factions that just you know eats that type of army um, whereas you know i had i had five you know tough lists um, five challenging games, um, 
That's I know, and what I really enjoyed this year was actually just how how much more social I felt this year's Nottingham kind of GT was. Um, I think that also comes with like a, another full year of kind of competitive play for myself, and mm. you know, getting more established and getting to know more of the players up here and getting to more know more people down south like yourselves and you know some friends that we have in Blackpool and, nice. and various other parts of kind of England and Wales. So that was awesome. That's cool. Um I think that's I think that's always the biggest thing that's that's what makes that's the the thing that you don't fully appreciate ahead of time that makes yeah. kind of the UKTC events so special. And it's not the games themselves, but it's yeah. You just you just get such a large volume of the community together. Yeah, um absolutely. That, that really no one else can kind of replicate, at least in for now in the UK. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, that's absolutely right. How about you, James? Um, so after doing abysmally with Eldaria LGT and then taking Drakari and going three and two, I was quite happy. Um yeah, yeah it's uh aside from the demons player. Um, where it's it was a lack of practice. Like, he was absolutely fine. No criticism. Of him. It was one of those where it was uh, just a, a match that was frustrating in the sense I didn't have enough practice in to, or I had zero practice with Drakari to see actually mm. what could I do to, you know, survive the fact that it was a struggle to kill them. Like how could I play differently to get the primary to you know yeah. maintain the secondary score. Yeah. Um, the Necron game again, slight practice just. Going into the game not knowing about the loan up strat, that was quite brutal. Discovering that um, the Chaos Knights game uh, against Matthew was absolutely lovely. He'd heard of the podcast, so that was amazing, and listened to oh, the nice. podcast, so that was nice um, to have someone that you know was like, "Oh, I listened," to which isn't something I expected to discover at Nottingham. Was you know yeah. one of my opponents was <laughs> someone that listens to the podcast was a bit no. surreal, I guess. Um, yeah, again. I had five lovely opponents. They, you know, I I tend to end up playing at least one person that tends to be difficult <laughs> in terms of uh, LGT. Obviously, had a situation with one player who then later got disqualified at the end of the event. Uh, mm. The Nottingham last year just it was a slightly weird game to end the uh, sort of event there. So yeah, no, I was. It was really nice to just play Fair five enough. really lovely people um, who were there to have fun, I think, which is, for me, I don't want to go up against someone that is micromanaging every second of the game um, and getting sort of too... Fair enough. Yeah, <laughs> so it was quite fun. Fair I enough. really had fun. Can't complain Fair about enough. these games. Swiftly moving to the next segment, Dave, you already mentioned some of the community in uh, in Scotland and Fulvio you mentioned it too um, how is 40k in Scotland Fulvio unpack it for us uh, it's up and coming I would say if I have to describe it I think we have quite there's the, the interest is there it's just very fragmented we live in the central belt like again Scott uh, Glasgow especially is like, I think it's the fourth or the fifth um, city in the UK for population. And it's like, that's not really, apart from us, there's not mm. really like big communities. Most of it is like fragmented into small shops um, that pull the tournaments up maybe 
they used it, it the WTC Scottish team um, Discord, but is my impression is again I had never experienced anything down south, but mm. looks like in England you have like a tournament every week, if not every other. Uh, much, yeah. Yeah, well, here is just a bit more uh, tricky. It's tricky, and I think that's why we kind of decided last year to to start and say we can probably do better, or at least we can try. And mm-hmm. I think that's how that's how we we were born, basically. So that's that's it. The scene in general, speaking just generally, does it spin around WTC a little bit more? Or, or uh, just the reason that strong enough scene and that one is the only one a little bit more organized. Yeah, I think was what Team Scotland do is like do their practice games, do their tournaments like on certain dates. Okay. Kind of sk- schedule every every year and this is what they do. And the format is more or less always WTC in their events. Um okay. it's not like a uniform format like oh we play all UKTC or we play all because again, it's so fragmented. All these more shops they have, like I mean, terrain is not cheap, so they get what they can yeah. together. Yeah, I played on some tables there, like uh, like with the mechanicals, the you know the the, the platforms and and the, mm. absolutely no walls, and you had to basically imagine where the wall was and just okay. like try to make it work. But it's really not standardized at all. So you guys then come in and try to fill the gap and uh, start creating a scene, organizing event, or probably creating a community? Where, where do you see, or be of both? Well, we are a bit of both, actually. What we started with, it was just like to create a community and try to improve, first of all, the knowledge of the game, and then mm. the actual enjoyment. Because if you are kind of leveling the playing field a bit and playing everyone is on the same terrain with the same layout, we're using the UKTC pack, so I okay. mean, we print the pack, everyone has access to it on the phone, so you can see, okay, we're doing mission one, so this is the layout, it's not a war, you just put all the terrain in a certain way, and you don't have the weird and the awkwardness of like, I go first, play a, um, play a deploy terrain, so I just put like all the big stuff in my side, and you just basically yeah. have like a, a very unbalanced terrain. Um we decided, I think, right. from, from day one, right, Dave, to just go straight into the UKTC and just like try to standardize as much as we can. Because we saw what was outside and we just thought it could improve much more. It's just an experience for everyone. And... Nice. And what was the response, Dave? So I think, I think Phil, you're right. Like we, we, we started off, we were, you know, we were part of a small club. You know, we had three tables in the club. Um, and we were going to events, and I think the the feeling for us and kind of the other people that were kind of core to us creating Reaper Wargaming was that we wanted more, and we felt that we deserved more, um, and we felt that we knew enough about the game that if we took a stab at it ourselves, we could build something <laughs> quite special. Um, and and I, I dare say we've done that. You know, we've got. Um, I would argue the largest 40k club um, or wargaming club in Scotland certainly the fastest growing um, we're coming up on 100 members uh, oh, wow. and operating we've only been a club for a year um, you know we've got 
That's had, brilliant. Yeah, we've got over 100 members um, in one way or another. Um, and as Silvio says, we, we decided to standardise things. You know, we've got, was it 16 sets of UKTC terrain? So we can now run 32-man UKTC standardised events. You know, there's no ifs, ands, or buts. We follow the UKTC rules quite strictly uh, when it comes to events. Um, we've got, you know, tr actual trackers in place for yellow cards and, you know, repeat offenders. And we, we monitor people's etiquette and we we kind of strive to raise all of those standards um, nice. because because the scene the scene is big enough here. Um, we've got an event coming up that's sold out in a couple of weeks' time. Uh, and in the time that we've been running, we'll have had 76 different active players play at one or more of our events. Nice. So, so there's, there's the, you know, and that's not to take away from the guys that are in Bathgate, that are in Livingston, that are, there's a big successful club through in Edinburgh. There's a big successful club in Dundee who, uh, not um, there's a, an even bigger um, club down in the kind of Dumfries towards the borders who are looking to run a 60-man major in the summer. Nice. You know, there's the guys up in Aberdeen, like we've got guys. The problem is it's, you know, it, when I say these different cities and names and towns, it's not like down south where you can hop to all of these places in an hour, 90 minutes or two hours in the car. It's if you want to go up and play in some of these big events, you're three and a half, four hours Oh wow! And, I didn't realize that. Um, so, if you oh. want to go to like some of the bigger events, there's some really good events um, that are quite well standardized uh, up in Aberdeen, and you're talking three, three and a half hours, and right. then you've got to you count for you know potentially like football traffic that's going to add time and make your life more difficult. And if you're if you've got to get to an event that starts at nine o'clock in the morning, you're having yeah. to leave it, you know. 5.30, so you're up at, what, 4.30, shower, have some food, yeah. maybe a coffee, get ready to hit the road, and mm -hmm. then go play three games of Warhammer, um, <laughs> and then stay in a hotel, play more, and then, you know, the it's the same kind of time it would take us to drive to Manchester, for example. That's that's how far it is. Um, right. I didn't uh, realise that. I thought, that's why I would have thought that it the scene, even though it might be smaller, but it will be kind of spread out. But actually, it sounds like it's quite jeopardized. It's actually very isolated communities. So this uh, is why this is why Team Scotland, when it comes to their organised events that Phil was kind of mentioning, that they they standardise around the for, the WTC format, and it's you know they run three or four a year of either singles or teams. To try right. and kind of, because they're always trying to nurture the team's kind of side as well. Uh, but obviously, the best way to kind of identify people who are getting better is through rankings and singles play and seeing what different factions people play over time, who does well with what faction. Hmm. Um, and a lot of their, most, if not all, I think, of their events are based kind of in Bathgate, which is basically halfway between Glasgow and Edinburgh. It's very okay. central. Um, but even that, you know, um, you're you're just under an hour to get to the shop from at least where I stay in Glasgow. Okay. Um, but you know, we've we've found a way that 
we've stayed tapped in. Uh, we, we, you know, as a club, we have five sets of WTC terrain, so we can now kind of dabble in a little bit of everything. Um, yeah. And we are looking to acquire uh, enough sets to run basically a combination of UKTC and WTC events in our kind of calendar for the year and future years to come. Um, because it's it, it's it's good to diversify how you're playing, so you don't get stuck yeah. in that kind of that. It's the same yeah, as, like, it. it's like not getting in a hobby rut. You maybe it's it's good to pick up something different and paint something different. It's good to get on different terrain. It's good to play different missions. Um, it gets the brain yeah. thinking. It gets you relearning things. Um, so I think that it's it's really important that you kind of take advantage of different clubs and what they have. Um, yeah. Our kind of, our kind of, I think, selfish goal is that eventually in the future we will have a more unified Scottish scene. Okay. Where uh, we've certainly we have set very high standards for ourselves within the community, um, and we've kind of continually reinvested every single penny that's come our way to ensure that that's the case. And we we, we do feel we you know we run a good event. Uh, we make sure everybody's fed. We've, we make sure there's plenty of tea, coffee, snacks, um, nice. plenty of monster for folk that for folk that are uh, addicted to caffeine. Um, <laughs> but the big the but, big thing with us was was terrain, like, yeah. um, because it's it's the difference that makes or break an event. I think is the terrain. Absolutely, absolutely, no doubt about that. But I like it. Sorry, James. Yeah, go ahead. That's right. So, well, we we we're very lucky. Um, Danny from Gothic Games has set up a Kent tournament circuit, uh, primarily for people that are unable to sort of make larger UKTC events. So, you know, if there's a a thirty or a fifty person event in Kent, they can still feel part of something. Is that something that you think you'll ever look at to help try and build that community where it's something more for you rather than it's like, oh, cool, I've got. 10 points because it's a smaller event so i'd say we've i I say as a to myself um i'm recently and i say recently as as early as the last kind of three weeks i've started to kind of float that concept out to to some of the other tos and we're quietly working behind the scenes with two of those tos to to bring something pretty special to the scottish scene that we've not had in a long time um, fingers crossed we pull that off um, hoping to have I think a couple more conversations and then potentially some uh, really big announcements for the Scottish scene um, oh. for this year so nice. Um, but that, that comes from collaborative working um, mm. you know we, we've got quite an ambitious project um, and we hope that it will snowball into exactly what you've just described uh, we'd like to be the catalyst for change up here. I think it's the best way to put it. Um, nice. We've decided to kind of just plant our flag and decide we're going to lead from the front. Um, there's always new shops opening. Um, and I think that shows that there's a a continued growth, a yeah. continued growth in the community. Um, you know, we had a club member who went to a local RTT in Glasgow, smashed that to bits because he couldn't come to Nottingham. Um, you know the demand. So, like, there are events happening. I'd say, I'd say this year is probably going to be the the most packed schedule for forty k Scotland's arguably ever seen. I could be wrong. Um, I know we are hosting seven, possibly eight events 
um, between January and December. Um, and that's not including kind of in-house stuff because that's a big thing that we're we're also kind of keen on doing is we have such a large community that we have to make sure we kind of cater to that and give that community a chance to improve and develop uh, without you know without the sharks circling you know <laughs> as you say people sometimes people just want those shiny itc points and when you're running you know 20 to 30 man events and you if you smash enough of them in a year you get lots yeah, of those shiny points if you're not if you're uh yeah if that's all you're after um so we do have that kind of nurture what? the community and protect the community kind of vibe as well of you know, we'll is, we'll encourage good. members to sign. We've we've encouraged members to sign up for proper GTS, you know, um, and not just like in-house stuff. And I think giving people the the kind of confidence to go, well, we'll do we'll do a little one thousand point thing just so you can understand how a day runs. It's not as intense, but like this is. But we'll rule it really strict. You know, we'll use UKTC terrain. We'll use the format. We'll use the cat. Like we'll we'll shorten down the day, but we'll let you experience it. Yeah, and then it's a sort and kind of, of baby inc- step. Yeah, exactly, um, and it's nice. worked for us so far. Nice. Yeah. What what That's I always good. like from what you guys are doing is also the you've done the extra mile with your event and start doing live streams on Twitch as well. Fulvio, you've been quite involved in there with that regard. How was the experience? Man, it's a second job. Uh, <laughs> it's been it's been something that we always wanted to try um, in our previous club, which was very very small, and we never managed to make it work f- like exactly as we wanted. And now I think thanks to the efforts of everyone, we managed to do uh, this small step. Which I mean, is is nothing really. The quality is is was okay, but it's not like the better one of the better production you can see on the internet. But is Ah, you're, you're underselling it, man. I've oh. seen it. It was really good. It was Thank good. you. Thank you. You're too kind. Uh, no, but it's 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 just um it's just the fact that you want to try and uh, and make the experience like for the community again. Just like I don't know these three, five, ten members that following the live they cannot come to the GT, so they just like tune in and they enjoyed like a bit of banter a bit of games and 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 they just it's, it's almost like it's if they were there right nice uh, yeah, it's just to make like everyone a bit more part of the game in a sense i think that's what making building a community is one of the other aspects of, of it i guess yeah. i suppose it gives people that opportunity as well when they come to the next like club and they see what the guy that was on stream they're like oh i saw your game gives a nice discussion point and sort of, yeah, as you said, feel involved with the community. Um, I have looked at setting it up before because uh, one of our team hive mind guys, Luke, is always up for trying to make really complicated things and then disappears. But, yeah, it's not it's not straightforward <laughs> by any means. Um, yeah, yeah it's, and, you know, it looks really good. And it's yes, I love I love having that opportunity to watch games at any level. Um, so yeah, no, it's really good. Absolutely, absolutely. No, I love it. I love it. It does help with the fear of missing out of some people, some yeah. dead hammer like me. So then you can just tune in every now and then, and it feels like it's still part of the of the event. So it's pretty good. It's pretty good. So you did experience some of the 
English method and obviously you're building the Scottish method. Do you see much difference or because the, you're using the similar terrain layout, mission, etc., is kind of the same? Do you see any difference playing in Scotland or in, the, in England? Dave? So, swearing maybe? So, swearing, uh, slightly different. Yeah, uh, people, are, people are too <laughs> polite down south. I think not. I think. Um, there's a... Um, you see, um, I think, a bit more kind of creative license in the Scottish meta just now. I think, I don't know if it's a Scottish thing, but like people are very anti netlisting up here until you okay. get into like the really kind of serious events. Like there's a handful of like really like events that people kind of mark their calendar for, and they're, they're like the big Scottish events, and everybody that's of a certain kind of caliber and ambition in the scene gets to. But I think, you, you, at least at our events, you see a real broad range in the meta. You'll still see the kind of meta factions, um, but you won't right. always see, I don't think you'll always see the, the most meta of lists for those factions. You'll see some tweaks, some changes. I mean, some of it's always, as always, like any, in any meta, it's down to model availability and people's collections, etc. Um, at least at our club, there's a lot less kind of borrow hammer, which is okay. which is quite interesting. Um, so when you see people arrive at our events from that are you know members of Reaper Wargaming, everything they have nine times out of ten, they bought it, they built it, they paint it, and they play with it. Um, nice. And that's that's something very different to what you see down south. Um, okay. not 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 that it's you know all that happens down south, but there's a yeah. lot more high that yeah. But I think that goes hand in hand with the scale of events. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think there's there's so many people you can who you know there's only so many times in the year you can kind of put aside to to go yeah. to events. And yeah. many people want to do well. They want to show themselves up well. They want to represent their community or themselves in a good, strong position. And I think when you have three, four, five hundred people, or almost a thousand people at LGT, you know, it, it kind of forces that Shark Tank to get really full, yeah. really quick. Um, and right now we don't really have events that get much beyond 50, 60 people. You know, we've had, just, in just the time that I've, yeah, in the time that I've been kind of going to events, I think the biggest event was 70 something people post COVID and nothing's got close to that since, um, at least for singles. Um, yeah. Oh, that's interesting. I think that's something that is indicative of that sort of scale of event though, because when we had our first uh, sort of 10th events, uh, we had our first GT, everyone, well, I mostly panicked um, that we were just going to have Eldarian Knights turn up. We had zero Eldarian Knights. We, it wasn't until, I think, our third event we actually had any Eldari players. And we do get a bit more variation, and that tends to be of the players that aren't going to those big UKTC, particularly, events, because there is that onus, because, you know, you expect to go to one of those, and everyone is bringing their best of the best lists, so, yeah. It's nice to know that sort of that local community feel you still get up there and it's not just cutthroat. 
Yeah. <laughs> I mean, we've got some big fish up here. Like we've had, you know, Ennis, Ennis is, you know, Statchek, Ennis, Wilson, captain of Team Scotland, back to back to back years. You know, he's he's played at LVO. He's been won big events at the UKTC yeah. and stuff. Uh, but he's been at all of our GTs and RTTs. He's signed up for our next one. Um, and he's brought some scary lists. He's brought some weird lists. And he's always been, you know, up there in the kind of top five percent of players. Um, but it's, I think, what's always great when you see somebody of his caliber of play at these events is that he's an, despite being a great player, he's a, he's active in every area of the community up here. Um, nice. To, you know, uh, you might rub it. Some people go, oh, he's just going to win again. Blah blah blah. But he's he's active. He's you know he's he's championing the hobby in his own way, and he mm -hmm. wants to see. He's making sure you know that you know, unlike many hobbies and kind of sports. I don't know if you've kind of organised sports in the past, but um, I I played a lot of sport growing up, uh, and I know fine well that people involved in Scotland programmes weren't very good uh, at a national right. level at you know finding talent and traveling around and seeing what people have got going on in their areas and so to be involved like back in something that's a bit more competitive and to see that the people who are responsible for that are in fact active yeah, across good. the country <clears throat> um is is a sign that i think uh team scotland in years to come is i think going to be uh climbing the wtc rankings um Absolutely. if people aren't careful <laughs> it's nice. It's it's really good to hear. To be honest, it's great to have ambassador like that. And uh, mm -hmm. you know, they're not just big name. And then you meet them in person. And it's like ah, that was a bit. I wasn't expecting something like that. But actually, you see, mm -hmm. active and uh, kind of they're not celebrity in 40k, but they are well-known people. And uh, knowing that they involve the community a bit more there's always a good positive spin to the to the hobby um yeah. james unless you got the question i'd like to push the guys to plug all the channels it's that was the next screen <laughs> but we do our farewell so, prof so professional yeah no, otherwise so means you sit here day. for three hours chatting nonsense i'll let yeah. I'll let Fulvio do it it'll be it'll be really good to put him under pressure Oh, yeah. Gosh. Let's right. do it. Let's do it. Uh, plugs. Uh, right. Um, we would love to have you all in our Discord. So if you feel that you like some, some banter, you want to uh, have a look at what uh, our most talented painters are working on, and, or you want to simply just trade some ideas for some off meta stuff, basically, we are the Australia of the UK. <laughs> you can <laughs> join our Discord. The link will be in the description. Um, Very professional. Love it. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, we have uh, an Instagram account as well, uh, Reaper World Gaming Glasgow. Uh, we are, as Simone said earlier, live on Twitch um, with our podcast and with our live streaming. Hopefully, we can at some point do some more battle reports once we get like up to the renovation in the area because we are just doing some technical nice. stuff guys there's just so much stuff behind it you can't even imagine nice. um what else uh we have a youtube channel as well so if you want to subscribe like and all 
the shenanigans that everyone, every content creator asks you, please do. If you enjoy this, please do. If you don't enjoy yeah. it, do it anyway, please. Anyway, add the algorithm. So <laughs> Absolutely. You don't like it. <laughs> and the, the other thing about being on our Discord, it's the first place that we will always share, like, kind of what we are doing as a club in terms of competitive events. We always try and kind of promote the other good quality events in our wider community. You know, we're we're big on making sure that anything that we support is up to a certain level. So if you see us talking about events in Scotland that aren't directly a Reaper event, then you kind of there's a kind of stamp of trust that um you if you ever fancy coming up north to the real Absolutely. north, you know, Sheffield's not north for anyone that lives in London, <laughs> by the way. Um we're we we are the wildlings beyond the wall. Um and we'd we'll happily have you along for a, on a club night on a Monday or a Friday. Um nice. we'll even we'll even get you signed up if you want. And we'll get you we'll get some cool merch if you get it signed does, up. It does it it does even clash with our game night on a Thursday, so it's perfect. There you go, so if you Monday if you fancy a drive. Yeah, take yeah, take exactly. the take Monday the bank yours, holiday weekend. Thursday off. hours and Friday back at yours. You can catch so, a uh, catch a play catch a flight as well. It's like uh, I think from Army. Yeah, 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 yeah absolutely. Easy. We would love to have oh, you. Oh brilliant. Yeah. We the November event is very intriguing for most of us. So who knows? And definitely we're waiting for you guys to come down at one of our events. So that would be great. Well, we're we're gonna be most of the way there, hopefully for LGT this year. Yeah. Um yeah. I think Absolutely. it's I think it's time for us to get further south than twenty twenty four. Absolutely. LGT is a must. I really miss the long, long walk from the train station, like what, two miles. I really miss that. <laughs> Yeah, always oh. been spoiled by the car park. Oh, and yeah. <laughs> getting a lift from Mark anyway. So, hey, uh, I don't experience that, but we experience some funny houses. But that's another okay. story for another time. It is. <laughs> right. James, wrap it up. So, for... Thank you for bearing with us. Um, and uh, hopefully I will be less banged up on the, uh, the next episode. Uh, but again, obviously, if you want to uh, sort of find out more about us, uh, Team Hive Mind Tactics at gmail.com or contact at teamhivemind.net to feel free to send us an email just to sort of let us know about things, see us on Facebook, uh, find out about the events, or come join us on our Discord, which is at some silly number of people now have sort of joined in. Um, all the event uh all the all the links sorry for reaper war game will also be in the episode description um so thank you for joining us guys and uh see you again soon thanks for having us thank you bye yeah